Welcome to Memorial United Methodist. My name is Joe Kate. I'm the minister here. We're so grateful uh, that you joined us. Happy New Year to you. I hope you had a great uh, Christmas holiday. We had um, two speeds these last two weeks, either 500 miles an hour or zero miles an hour. Those are our only two choices, but we had a great uh, two weeks. Simple announcements. Uh, I said to you for weeks that we had two 10 o'clock services. These past two Sundays, we go back to normal next week. So we have a 9 o'clock service in the Family Life Center and an 11 o'clock service here in the sanctuary. If you are new to leadership or have served in leadership and uh, going to serve again in 2017, I'm working to put every meeting we have, just about, at least the routine ones, on Mondays. I've asked a number of people what their schedules are like with family events and all sorts of other stuff that's swirling around in their life, and it seemed like Monday nights was the best night to do it. So each Monday has a theme, and I want you to look for in your email, in the email newsletter, and we'll put it on the website, we'll put it everywhere, um, the Monday meeting schedule for 2017, and I want you to review that. You'll also hear from your chairs, and uh, I hope that it uh, gives us a lot of structure uh, for the coming year. So it's uh, very simple. If you'll stand and join me as you're able for our first hymn, number 92, For the Beauty of the Earth.
Let us now affirm our faith with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. And it's taken from Psalm 8, verses 1 through 4. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him? the Son of Man, that you care for him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to gather in your house. We thank you for the opportunity to sing and read scripture and to proclaim the liturgy of Holy Communion. We thank you for the opportunity to gather around the same table. And we ask that you use each of these things to remind us of the continual chance to start over, to renew, to recommit ourselves to your goals, your practices, your love for this world. As we read about beauty today, Help us to witness and recognize beauty in everything we see, we say, and we sing. Inspire us this morning, Lord, as we pray the prayer your Son taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. 
It's now time for our tithes and other offerings. And if you would like to give online, you'll see instructions on how to do that in the bulletin.
Please be seated. I want you to take your Bibles out of the Purex. We're going to go all around today because we're starting a new way that we choose Scripture. This is not a new way um, for the church itself or a new way for a memorial. Um, we're going back to a classic. Uh, we're using the lectionary in 2017. The lectionary is a collection of readings, four readings each Sunday that are driven uh, primarily by the gospel. And it's a three-year period. Year A is Matthew, year B is Mark, year C is Luke. And uh, John doesn't get a year because John's gospel is so uh, dramatically different in its structure from the first three. Uh, John's will show up in all kinds of uh, significant high days uh, in the church. So the year starts in uh, Advent, so we just got into it, and we are in year A. And I'm going to show you how it works. Uh, so I want you to turn to page 1160 in your pew Bible. 1160. Isaiah 63, 7. Now, the passage might come from prophets here in this section. You see where we are. Or it might come from the law and the history in the very first section. So let's look at Isaiah 63, 7. I will tell the kindnesses of the Lord, the deeds for which he is to be praised, according to all the Lord has done for us. Yes, the many good things he has done. For the house of Israel, according to his compassion and many kindnesses. He said, surely they are my people, sons who will not be false to me. And so he became their savior. So there's just a snippet of a reading that will be provided for this week. Uh, Fred read Psalm 8. There's a psalm every week. I want you to turn to page 1834. There's a letter every week. These letters are written by, uh, sometimes it's disputed, but they're church leaders, Peter, Paul, others, to churches who are brand new, and they're trying to get them on the path of uh, uh, following Christ. There's People tend to veer off the path. They start thinking about stuff they want to think about, and they get loose from the topic, and this person will write them and say, don't argue about the carpet, or don't argue about um, who's the best human leader. Christ is our leader. Let's look at Colossians 3. 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Does that sound like the first reading? Does that sound like the reading that Fred read? Let's look at our gospel lesson for today. Matthew 25, 1542. Page 1542. The gospel is generally the driving force of the scripture passages that are chosen. And so they might be the opposite point the gospel is making. They might be the exact point the gospel is making. They might be a side point that the gospel is making. And each week we're going to choose two of these four. 
But each week, the musicians in both services are going to use all four as their inspiration of what songs we're going to sing. So we talked about beauty today, and we sang for the beauty of the earth, um, that, that sort of thing. So let's look at um, verse 12. I'm sorry, not verse 12, verse 31. 25, verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in His glory, and all the angels with Him, He will sit on His glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before Him, and He will separate the people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on His right and the goats on His left. Then the King will say to those on His right, Come, you who are blessed by My Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And I'll keep reading some of that so you can keep it open if you like. Now Psalm 8 is a joyful celebration of God's tremendous power. It's interesting to me that the reference is to babies and children. God uses babies and children in this world that has so much uh, uh, anger, so much bitterness, so many threatening things. God always uses the weak, the new, the hopeful, the joyful to achieve His goals. And then it talks about God's beautiful creation. The heavens, the moon, the stars. And then the psalmist, the one who wrote it, says, and my goodness, in all that, you created me too. He's just kind of in awe of all of it. Now, not long ago, I talked about praying for God's presence. You know, we talked about being in a meeting and say, God, please be with us. And... Um, how every single time someone shows up in the middle of something that was already going on in a human's life, it takes them on a crazy different path. If we're truly asking for God's presence, then it could lead us in a way that we're not expecting. This is an entirely different thing. This is Jesus coming back in an entirely different way, not as an infant to a couple to be married in an insignificant town, this is Jesus coming back, as it says, in power and glory. And he has a simple statement of thanks. Thank you for feeding me when I was hungry. Give me something to drink when I was thirsty. Greeting me when I was a stranger. Visiting me when I was in prison. And of course, the people are confused about what he means. This is not a new thing. Because he's always on a certain level that they've got to catch up to. Now what's interesting is the pairing of these two texts. Of Psalm 8 about the beauty of the earth. And the gospel about visiting me when I was sick, when I was in prison, when I was hungry. So let's do a quick poll. And I'm going to need you to raise your hand. And yes, I hate it when speakers do this. I hate it when speakers do this. But I just want you to see it. Just raise your hand. Quick poll. Um, we're going to do three. You're sitting on a porch. You can either look at mountains or beach. Who's the one, who wants to look at mountains? 
Who wants to look at beach? Interesting. So if we're planning a weekend away, I'm going to have to pick one of those things. You're looking out a big bay window at sunset or snow. Who wants sunset? Who wants snow? Mm. Beauty of a farm animal. Cow or donkey? Who thinks a cow's more beautiful? Hmm. Who thinks a donkey's more beautiful? Any no votes on that one? I wasn't going to put horse in there because you know the horse is going to win. We all have a sense of beauty and it's unique to our personalities and it's unique to our experiences. So what we have to ask is what does God think is beautiful? Because we each have a, you know, a path that's about that wide as to what we think is beautiful and when it should be and how it should be. Look at verse 37. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry or feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. So God thinks everything is beautiful. Sunset, the snow, the mountains, the beach, the cow, and the donkey, and you. What does that mean? What does it mean to you to think that God thinks you are beautiful? You ever hard on yourself? You ever look in the mirror and go, well, that didn't work. You ever look back on a month or back on an event or back on a time at work and you go, oh, man. Sometimes we look in the mirror and we do not like it and we need to hear that God thinks we are beautiful. That's one part of it. But there's another part too. God thinks that other person's beautiful too. That might be challenging because that other person kind of gets in our way that other person talks a little too much. That other person needs a little too much. That other person says inappropriate things at really significant times. That other person doesn't think the same thing is beautiful as I do. So we need to hear that. I've struggled forever. This is now, whatever year it is, is my year in ministry. So I'm going into year 17. I've struggled the entire time with people who had something fundamentally broken going on that was going to um, be hard to get better. The toughest part was when I was on Highway 17 in Charleston, people, you know, that's a busy road, and people would stop in all the time, and they would be in desperate positions. And to me, it's not that I don't think they matter, it's that I can't fix it in this moment. There's nothing more frightening to me than something I can't organize, fix, or put in some sort of pattern whereby we can then move towards completing it. So what I have to hear um, myself is that when somebody presents me with something that's going on, or someone out here is going by us and they have something going on, and my initial reaction is, I can't fix this in this moment. 
I've got to hear that God thinks that person's beautiful. And that even though I can't fix it this second, I've got to be patient. I've got to listen. And I've got to think, what can we do with any agency that we have or anything we have in this church? What do you have to do when you consider the fact that God thinks every person is beautiful? We have to remember that because in the moment that he was being turned in and going to be judged by people who didn't have the right and mocked and whipped by people who were ordered to do so and placed on a cross to be shamed so that no one would ever follow this person again. In the midst of all that that was swirling around, Jesus offered the disciples the table, the bread and the cup, because he considered them beautiful, just as God does. So as you're coming forward, take those two steps. Figure the thing that's going on in your life that you think is the most heinous, ugly thing that no one would possibly love you if they knew. Figure that God thinks you're beautiful. Consider the person, have them in your mind that constantly impedes the thing that you're trying to do for whatever reason. And figure that God thinks they're beautiful. We could all do well in this year to think like the psalmist, look around a little bit, notice the beauty of God's earth, and to think, my goodness, you created me too. And that person, and that person. And if we do so, we could potentially be instruments of God wielding God's grace in this world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please turn to page 12 in your hymnal and join me in the communion liturgy. I'm sure I've done this, but I don't remember reading this liturgy in worship on New Year's Day, reflecting on the year that was and looking to the year ahead. Pay attention to this confession and pardon. Christ our Lord invites to His table all who love Him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. We have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen.
If you'll remain seated and turn to one another and say, Peace be with you. And if my servers will join me at the front. you'll turn to the great thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and a joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made a new covenant with us by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory, and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. In the United Methodist Church, all who want to come forward are welcome to do so. It's our practice to go by the outside aisle and the usher will lead you. And you come, if you're at the point here, you come to the point here so that you can return to your seat by the middle. 
Um, we have gluten-free bread at each corner. And you'll see some people leave um, money on the uh, communion rail. That's to give to um, the Good Samaritan Fund, which goes to people in our community that need help. Uh, we'll call the choir first. now and go in peace. May the God who is peace go with you.
Let us pray. Gracious God, remind us of your beauty throughout this earth. Help it energize us, inspire us, warm us. Remind us of the beauty of your creation in ourselves. That we are beautiful creatures here to serve you. Remind us of the beauty of others. And that we were to listen to them as if we were listening to you. It's in your Son's most holy name we pray. Amen. If you will stand as you're able and join us in our last hymn, number 218.
Thank you to everyone who was in a leadership position today and volunteered on a holiday weekend after a um, late night. Um, may you use the tables that you have this week, this month, this year to offer reconciliation, to offer hopeful, loving conversation, to offer opportunity because it was first offered to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.